Hi friends, I am Erin from Erin Whalen Online, and this is a podcast about my family's homesteading journey. From an urban farm in Washington State to 120 acres in Tennessee, this is our journey of how we got to where we are and how we're building our homestead from the ground up. Thanks for being here. Just a PSA about the podcast when it starts, you guys, is the first two minutes, for some reason, there was a lot of static in the background, and I really apologize about that. I always test my audio before I started, and it sounded fine originally. So um, if that static bothers you, go ahead and skip the first two minutes, Um, and if not, just hold on through that, and it will disappear, I promise. And again, I am so sorry about that. Well, hello there, friends. We are back today for another episode of the Homestead Journey podcast, and I am so excited to be bringing you the first episode outside of the series of Moving Across the Country. That one was so fun. You guys were very interactive, had a lot of questions. I hope it answered um, most everything that you guys kind of was on your mind or you were curious about. If not, always shoot me a message. I'm very active on Instagram. Um, It's probably one of the best places to reach me to ask a question, and I would love to be friends with you guys over there, and you can kind of see in real time what is happening over here on the Wayland Homestead. Uh, Spoiler, it's a lot. I've been feeling kind of guilty lately as I'm doing my daily stuff and I just, our internet here is not the best, which is one of the reasons I really enjoyed or was excited to start off the podcast because this is a way for me to be able to talk to you guys and not have to wait for uploads every 20 minutes for four frames and then talk again and talk again. Like this is just an easier way for me to give you guys information um, about what's going on here and some tips and tricks, things I've learned without having to play the I have no internet game or there's a storm and my internet sucks and uh, all the things that you don't know that you would ever have to deal about with until you move somewhere rural where apparently, you guys, we can put a man on the moon. I don't understand why we don't have internet here yet or good internet. Our internet is not good and Starlink, which was re- was given to us as far as like get on the list get on the list they are not coming to our area for until um, next year so we are on the list for that and that'd be so exciting because half the things I do I'm just frustrated all day long because I, I don't have the capacity to share them um, in real time as much as I did at my old house but you know what that's these are growing pains of where we're at and I know in a few years we'll have great internet here um, with how many people are moving to this area and everything it will come <laughs> we're one of the the forgers they're the first ones here um, staking our claim and helping this area hopefully get populated with some amazing wonderful people so you guys I put out there on Instagram um, what kind of what kind of episodes you wanted to hear I have obviously an idea of what I want to throw out here um, over the next little bit but I wanted your guys's input as well and you delivered and I thank you so much for that I think probably one of the biggest I mean you guys want me to cover homeschooling you want me to cover decor in an old house and how to make it your own there's so many wonderful things that we're going to dive into in this podcast but the biggest one that a lot of you guys had was um, the difference between the state I left which was Washington and the state I now currently reside in which is Tennessee Um, And so I thought I would just kind of cover some of the things that to me I've seen so far. Now, we have only been here for just over uh, three months now, so it's not like a huge amount of time. And I have not experienced all the seasons, which I'm so excited for fall. I've heard fall in Tennessee is one of the most beautiful. um, And there's a few other reasons I'm excited for fall, too, which I'll kind of which I will delve into. But let's just chit chat. Grab a cup of coffee if it's morning, maybe a bottle of wine if it's evening. And let's just let's just hang out here for a little bit and chat together. So um, 
there's just like kind of a few fun facts I wanted to throw out there. So the state bug for here is dragonfly. And you can totally see that because the last week or so, there has been so many dragonflies outside. I'll be doing the dishes and I will look out and there is just a sea full of dragonflies outside. Um, and they are just the funniest little things. Oh, also praying mantises. I've seen a few of those. And I always thought they were cool until I heard they like ripped each other's heads off. And they're kind of, they scare me. Their, <laughs> their lifestyle scares me. <laughs> But I've seen a few of those as well. They're cool. Um, but anyhow, so that's the so the state bug is the dragonfly. The state bird is a mockingbird. And the state flower is an iris. Um, and I love irises. I had some from my um, grandma and from my aunt. And I'm hoping my mom will bring some of those over to me. They are some beautiful yellow ones. Whenever I move, you guys, I always move in wintertime. And so my flowers are literally frozen into the ground. And I cannot dig them up. So... That's what happened in our last two houses. And sadly, I had to leave a lot of the passed down flowers that I was given, which is a little heartbreaking to me. But anyhow, I will plant more irises here. Um, we in Tennessee, I say we as if I've been here all my life. Um, our statehood was in 1796. 96. <laughs> and we were the 16th state. Um, and Washington state was took its statehood in 1889. So almost 100 years later, and it was the 42nd state. Um, so it's just kind of interesting that there's almost 100 years in there. It's just crazy to me. Um, and we are located in West Tennessee, which is very different from say Knoxville, or around the Smoky Mountains, Chattanooga, all those places. There's tons of diversity because this side of the state is more the rolling hills. But the other side of the state, is beautiful mountains. I mean, the Smoky Mountains obviously are just stunning. And the nice thing too about is, so Nashville's pretty much the heart of Tennessee, um, not just because it's the capital, but because it's basically centered directly in the middle of the state. It's a little bit up, I suppose. Um, but pretty much from, from Nashville, you could get out of the state any direction within three to four hours like you could you could leave the state so like from here to Knoxville I believe which is on the other side of the state from us is I think about a four and a half hour drive so truthfully you can reach any part of Tennessee from where you're at no matter where within a morning's drive which is so exciting and nice that there is so much diversity in um, nature and how everything looks in such a short period of time someone I was I was um, attending some event and they said Tennessee has the same amount of wildlife as like an average of four states as far as just like the diversity in in the the range of everything I suppose um and let's see another fun fact is our nickname is the volunteer state you've probably heard of the Tennessee volunteers and we earned the nickname during the war of 1812 due to Tennesseans who volunteered to serve in the battle against Great Britain so that's kind of another fun fact um, and then another thing I guess that I would notice more, so I have not gotten out too much. We have been, I have been kind of hunkered down at home as I am constantly waiting on contractors to come through, estimates, our air conditioning people to work. I kind of never know when they're going to show up. This is a two month ongoing thing. We've been here for a little over three. So um, I have not been able to get out as much as I want. But what I've noticed here as far as wildlife goes was at our old place in, so we were in eastern Washington and we had moose, elk, bear, tons of things. I never saw bear in our neighborhood, but we did have moose and elk even in our neighborhood. And then my parents lived out more in the country and we saw all that too. They have cougars, bobcats, all that kind of jazz. Well, here we don't have um, the mountain lions and things like that as much, but we have so many foxes, you guys. Foxes all the time. And they'll just They'll just stand there and they'll stare at you. Nothing here is extremely afraid of us. There was an armadillo in the yard the other day, and it was the most adorable little thing. You see them dead on the side of the road, 
I've seen one in real life at like 11 o'clock at night and I followed it around. It was just like rooting in the ground. Must have been after insects or bugs. And this one was in the lawn in the later evening, but it was still light out and it was after a heavy rain and it was trying to search for things and it would stand up on its back legs and its tail was long and the kids just followed it all around the yard. I mean, not too close, but uh, they just thought, I mean, it's they seem so foreign I don't know they just I didn't know they were here and then possums we have tons of possums here um, which I never had seen a possum I mean I know that they are in Washington but I had never seen one and they are dead here all over the road we also have tons of deer here, deer here which is the same as there we don't have any large elk or anything like that on this side of the state though if you go to the Smoky Mountains they are there um, as far as they, they say that there are bear here but our neighbors have never seen any they've seen some bobcats um, we also have this thing called the Fisher cat um, I was uh, very shortly after we came here, we heard the noise and had no idea what it was. And Instagram, again, is a great resource. And so many people were like, the Fisher cat. And it just, for some reason, it screams in the middle of the night. It's like searching for its food. <laughs> and it just screams randomly. And it could be, we're really close to the woods on all sides. So we own 120 acres. But we actually had a guy come out the other day because he's going to clear some land for us. And I was like, how many acres do you think our house is sitting on as far as like the yard and everything? He's like, maybe three and me and Travis were thinking it was five <laughs> he's like you have like three usable acres out of your 120 and it's just again that's so mind-blowing to us that we're on three and it feels it feels big but um not as big as 120 it's just wow but anyhow the fisher cat is out there and they can come pretty close to our house every now and again and just look them up they're they're kind of funny they kind of look like a cat they don't harm you um i had someone the other day ask predators like if i'm scared to have my kids in the yard or play or anything like that and i don't send them out into the like we don't go out into the woods right now first of all we had no established trails before it got overgrown and it grows i mean there's lots of overgrowth out there we have poison ivy out there um and ant hills fire ant hills things like that that we have no accessible trails that we've gone over and so i'm not going to send my kids out travis was out there the other day trying to mow a little bit and he dropped something went off his um went off his lawnmower and stepped into a fire ant pile and he had these bites all up both of his legs he's like in seconds just hundreds of them were covering him and it's like little drops of acid when they bite you so we do not send the kids out there yet um i think that's one of the reasons we're really really excited about fall is because fall the ticks go to bed most every tree and bush here loses its leaves and so it just kind of opens up everything and so we can see where all the previous trails were we can hack some things back we can trim some stuff up we can get rid of a lot of the bushes and things that are around our house and um just make our property way more accessible to ourselves and our kids tyron once he has a dirt bike he wants to be able to um, go over some trails and stuff and so those are just things that we have to work on i never again i know there's poison ivy in washington state i think it's probably more on the west side because on the east side i had never seen it um there was there's also tons of rattlesnakes on the east side and i had never seen any of those either but my mom grew up all the time in tenasca area and they always had them grandma judy always had a shovel on each side of the house and she would just chop their heads off if she saw them it's probably way too much information we do have water moccasins here which are all they're extremely poisonous as well but we have never seen any here and we do so we have some creeks back further in the forest but none like right directly next to our house and we don't really have any huge marshes within walking distance or anything so i think that that probably helps keep them at bay a little bit we've seen a few snakes they're like the ones that are they bullshit bull snakes they're the ones that eat the poisonous snakes so they can stay we're okay with those um 
So deer, fox, possum, armadillos. There are some bobcats that our neighbors have seen. Um, raccoons, snakes, fisher cats. So like as far as wildlife goes, I'm not super concerned with my kids um, like having any issues with them or getting eaten by something. Uh, we just really need to clean up the property so that they don't step in something or get bit by a snake. Those would not be good. Um, let me see. So that's the wildlife thing. A lot of you guys had questions about that, which it is fascinating how things are so di bunnies. Oh my gosh, we have so many bunnies too, you guys. Just little dark gray bunnies. And whenever it rains, it's like all the wildlife wakes up and they come out. And so there's, I swear to you the other day, there was like 50 bunnies that were just running back and forth across our yard. And the dog was just at the window, like letting me out. And the cats are like, what is going on? And it was just crazy. And then they'll disappear and you won't see any for weeks. They had nothing really has gotten, has tried to get in my garden. So I did put temporary fencing around my two gardens. I have like an urban cut flower, flower garden. And then my regular garden, um, but nothing has, there's so much to eat. I don't know why they would make it a point unless something smelled really good that they would come over. But I do spray that like deer off or whatever around them as well and sprinkle some of the stuff to make it so they don't like them. We also have the chicken coop is one is the side of my garden that faces the forest. So I think that's kind of a deterrent as well because they have to come around the chicken coop, which would like sandwich them between the house and the chicken coop. And I think that they kind of find that uncomfortable. So yeah, not a ton. We do have a deer cam and we see some deer every now and then and some little fox ears, but not, not like anything that's scary, just more like fascinating animals. Um, switching gears. This is just going to be all over the place, guys, because I've just been kind of making notes um, at things. I was like, oh, I should mention this. So the housing costs here are 63% um, uh, less than Washington. So Washington housing Washington housing prices are 63% higher than Tennessee, which is one of the reasons we moved down here because we could, we didn't want to afford what we wanted in Washington for I me, mean, we were wanting 10 acres and a farmhouse and that wasn't within the price range that I was willing to fork over in Washington, which is one of the reasons we came here. Um, a random fact that only adults would appreciate is we do not have to pay for our garbage. And I've heard from a few of you over in Idaho and you said the same thing that uh, you can just go to the dump and drop your garbage off. But that was not the case in Washington. It was all weighed. So you either had the garbage service where they came to pick up your garbage, which we did. Um, and then and I think that was probably just under it was. I think it was every three months and it was around $200 every time I want to say. Um, and then you'd have to go to the dump. But I think the minimum, the minimum fee was probably about 17 and then it was based on weight. It would be more than that. So whenever you were going to the dump, you were paying money. Well, here we decided not to get a service, even though they do have garbage pickup services. We decided not to do that and just to drop off the garbage because the, um, the small little garbage place is probably about 12 minutes from our house and it's actually on the way to most everything else. So we just take one, um, random turn and we go and drop off our garbage and then jump back on the regular road and go about our business. And so that is really nice that uh, we just keep a little trash can on the porch and empty it every few days and take it to the dump for free. We also here do not have to pay to use the state park. So in Washington, you had to have a discovery pass. And then if you want to launch your boat, you also had to pay a launch fee at most state parks. And so in Tennessee, that's just considered part of your taxes. And you do not have to pay any fees to access the parks. And the parks here are so neat. So we are close. The closest park to us is Chickasaw State Park. And they have so many programs there. They have um, kids fishing days where kids fish for free. They have every Saturday 
Indian Sunday, they have activities where you can paint rocks or they have um, they have an owl there and a few hawks. And so they'll do classes with those interactive classes. They have a few snakes that they'll do interactive classes with. And so you can look up on the website and attend any of those events for free every weekend or throughout the week, depending on what's going on. And I just think that that's such an amazing service uh, that they provide. And it's so fun. Chickasaw is a beautiful park. It was a man-made lake. It's not huge, but you can kayak on it. There's a little swimming area. Um, it's a really fun little spot. And so they have a lot of those throughout. I mean, Tennessee has so many beautiful state parks and waterfalls and water features and things like that. So that is an exciting thing is that you can just jump in the car and go. The one thing I will say is on, in this section of the state, so West Tennessee here, is we do not have as clear of water as we did in in Spokane. So Spokane, I loved Loon Lake. That was my favorite. It was a very clear, beautiful lake. You could see the bottom in most of the areas, um, and it was it was beautiful. Here, there's a lot of muddy water, and uh, it's it's going to take some getting used to. You know, I told Travis I never wanted a pool, like an, an in-ground pool. It's just I thought it was silly and expensive and kind of useless. But um, being around here for a little bit, I'm like, you know what? I honestly would really like just a nice, clear, big underground pool. So I told him that's like our four-year plan is to maybe put in a pool here. But we did go to, we have adventured out some. So there is Pickwick Lake, which is part of, I believe, the Tennessee River, but there is dams in there. And so it's, there, a lot of the sections are considered a lake. Kind of like if you were in um, Spokane, Long Lake. Long Lake is actually a river, but it's dammed off to um part of it to be a lake so same concept with Pickwick Lake um that lake actually was nice like it was not you could see the bottom you could see the rocks there was a sand area and there's a ton of spots to put in there and it honestly reminded me of Long Lake too because a lot of the sides of the lake are really high up kind of like if you have been to Long Lake you can there's um elevators and ladders and stuff to get down to the lake on some sides because it's so steep and the house is up so high not the whole thing but some of it and the same thing with um, Pickwick Lake it just had the same very feel of that but the water was cleaner I didn't like Long Lake's water it was kind of dirty Loon Lake or, or Diamond were my favorite for water they always seemed pretty clear so that is one of the things I think I probably missed the most is just we had more water and more accessible water and cleaner water <laughs> in Washington. Um, but we all know that in Washington. I think the other day I read there's like 72 lakes within an hour of, of um, Spokane. So that's just one of the amazing things about the Pacific Northwest. Um, another thing here, which I guess you could do take good or bad, is definitely a slower pace in Tennessee. And I was talking to someone the other day who was from Michigan and moved here. And she was like, do you ever feel like you just need work done at your house and you're trying to throw your money at people and they're not taking it and you're just waiting forever and I was like yes yes that's exactly how I feel and she's like yeah welcome to Tennessee no one is in a hurry to do anything here um even when they're scanning your growth, it's just a slower pace. I told Travis, it reminds me of our honeymoon in Hawaii because when, when we went to Hawaii no one was in a hurry at all anywhere servers we went to the store cashiers like no one was in a hurry and it's kind of the same concept here is everyone just acting like they have all the time in the world which maybe that's a better way to live your life as far as stress goes but coming from the pacific northwest and a lifestyle where it's clip 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 and you're getting things done it is such a huge learning curve and a frustration especially when you're working with, and I know this is all over the country right now, but working with contractors and stuff, oh my gosh, like it is hard because you're contacting these people and they either don't have enough people to work and they just 
flat turn you down and say, we can't help you. We can't work with you. We don't have enough people. We're booked up. Or they're like, yeah, we're a few months out. Or yeah, we can fit you between other appointments. And so the air conditioning, um, they fit us between other things that they had already established on their account for the next few months. And they told us they'd probably take two to three weeks to get the air conditioning in. And that's the downstairs, the homeschool room, and the upstairs. Well, we're two months in and they have the downstairs officially in, even though they're going to have to work on the electrical box and all that outside a little bit more. And they haven't even started on the upstairs. So just like, and then our, obviously our foundation, we were going to get it fixed at the beginning, but the guy ghosted us. Thank goodness we were not out any money. We hadn't paid him anything yet. And so now we're working with another company, Ramjack, but they're about four months out. So part of it is just me because I... I'm not used to relying on other people. Travis and I can usually get things done, but these bigger projects, obviously we have to hire out. And so um, it's like a hurry up and wait game. And I'm not good at that game. I don't like that game. (laughs) Um, And then another thing. So a lot of you guys are all concerned about the humidity. Um, And obviously it is a thing like it, it is humid here. I think that so this year, what we've heard based on news and our neighbors is it's been the hottest summer and the earliest summer here in years which is too funny because that was last year identical in Washington Washington last year was the hottest summer on record for years it got up to the hundreds in June and stayed that way through almost September I think like it was so hot and then this year there it's been so rainy and they finally just got summer but here um the June was way less wet than normal and it was extremely hot right away and so I think we're just like getting broken into it like First thing, plus we had to deal with most of the beginning of the summer without air conditioning. So I feel like if we can survive this summer, every other summer from here on out is going to be a piece of cake. And now I'm going to go knock on wood just to make sure. Um, But yeah, so there the humidity isn't. Honestly, you guys, I like heat. I'm a summer girl. I'm not winter, which is another one of the reasons that we decided to move here because our family is not really into winter sports. We don't really love winter. We're not huge snow fans. Yes, the kids will play in it after, you know, after a big snow and they'll make a snowman they like it on christmas day but but every year tyrant cries the day after christmas in one summer like that's just that's just our jam that's how we roll so that was one of the reasons that drew us to tennessee was because the winters are a lot more mild and you can be active outdoors in it a lot more as well so i'm super excited and looking forward to that but the humidity is kind of an up and down thing so it's not constantly humid all the time to where you feel like you're dying humidity rolls in with the storm so it'll be um there's been multiple times where i have talked to my parents and we have the exact same weather as they did like it was 88 we both had a humidity of 34 percent. like it was identical to what it was um, in spokane and then there are some days where spokane 60 and we're 87 and it feels like 97 and we have like 87 percent humidity so it's just we're kind of all over with a roller coaster but the weather here is something you can feel like when a storm is going to come in you can wake up that morning and you can feel in the air that there's a storm coming and um, when the storm is gone and the weather's going to be nice for a while you can feel in the air it lightens and the air isn't as heavy so it's this um you know how in the movies there it's like, oh, I can feel rain's coming. And you're just like, what? Well, here I, I get it now. Like you can feel if the rain's coming. And I have yet to experience rain where there has not been thunder and lightning. The storms here, I have, I mean, we moved here at the end of storm season. Um, and so we caught the last probably almost month of it. 
and they were intense. I mean, the thunder, the lightning, the three inches of rain in just a few minutes time, like it was wild. Never my whole life had I experienced that. And then in two or three weeks, I'm getting a crash course. It was crazy. And a lot of things that people have asked too is like tornadoes. Are we concerned about the tornadoes? Is that something that worries us? I mean, I think Yes, coming from somewhere that there wasn't tornadoes to this, you know, you, we have all watched Twister, you know, like, I don't know. I just, it's going to be something that is going to be in the back of your mind. And so I did a lot of research on tornadoes before we moved down here and what we need to prepare ourselves with and where to hide in your house and the things to have. And so one of the things of us is we are in Dixie Alley. So we're not in Tornado Alley. That's more Oklahoma down through like Ohio, Oklahoma, Texas, kind of like that way down through there. And we are considered Dixie Alley, which has less tornadoes than um, Tornado Alley. And also, so Tennessee on average gets around 30 tornadoes per year as a state as a whole. And so we have basically two tornado seasons. We have spring season and we have winter tornadoes. So tornadoes typically happen here. Obviously, they can happen at any time, but typically they happen between like October, November, and then you get a little reprieve through the holidays. And then about February, March, April, you're going to get more of the tornado season. So summertime, yes, you get storms and things like that, but tornadoes are way less common. Um, and on average per year, we have about five fatalities throughout the whole state. So 30 tornadoes, five fatalities. You know, if you look at the numbers, very, very unlikely that you would have an issue with a tornado, get hit with a tornado, anything like that. But then, I mean, they're, like where we live to, our county hardly ever gets tornadoes. But then we go to meet our neighbors and they're living in their brand new house they made because a tornado literally ripped her out of her bed and her son in the morning in um, January of 2020. So, <laughs> I mean, it happens. We've driven on the way from uh, Nashville to here and saw a tornado path across the freeway. Like, they happen, but very rarely are they bad enough or do they take out a house or cause a fatality um, in this area. So, you know, again, planning is key, knowing where you should be and all that kind of stuff. And we have all of, like, the tornado warning stuff. We have the things on our phone. We have the radio that has the batteries and all that kind of stuff. So um, we – yeah, I think we're, we're trying to be prepared. And as tornado season comes upon us here in the next few months, we'll reevaluate again. But it's not something that once I researched it and realized how often it doesn't happen and how it's just, you know, you, they have to be cautious. It, it made me feel better. So um, another thing about Tennessee that I find charming, but it probably depend on the person is Tennessee is a very deeply religious state. Um, and so there is a lot of talk about there's, they joke that for every five houses, there's a church. And that's pretty standard. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I think that's probably pretty accurate. Um, a lot of smaller churches. Now, I have not found a church yet. Not that I have looked a ton, but I have kind of kept my ears and eyes open. Um, I loved my church. I went to Calvary Chapel in Spokane and I Pastor Ken Ortiz, the staff there in the children's area. Oh, I had my heart like that was one of the hardest parts is to leave that because we had developed friendships and relationships there and I knew people and I volunteered and and we went to we went there with my parents then we go to Costco afterwards every Sunday and have um, Costco pizza and some mocha freezes it was just kind of like our tradition and so um, I'm finding it very hard to even look for churches <laughs> because I just miss what I had when it comes to that so extremely much though Travis did show me one the other day that um that looked good. So we, we might attempt that. Another thing too that's kind of 
stalling me with that is that Travis works most Sundays here. He had a pretty cushy, amazing schedule because at our old place in Washington, he was five minutes from his work. He had worked in the same vicinity his entire life. And um, there was some seniority there. Well, not here. There's no, there's not as much seniority. He still has the same position, but he's still kind of the low man on the totem pole. So he does have to pull some night shifts and things. It's just kind of like reestablishing yourself, which is a struggle. I think we went through like the, the phase of the beginning where we're so excited we're here. Like it all feels like a dream come true. And then reality hits you and you're like, oh, okay, this is harder than what we left for right now. Like, Travis has to drive further. We have to reestablish ourselves here. We have to find a church. We have to find our our best shopping areas. I have to find my cheese because I don't like most of the cheese that's here. Like it's it's all these little things compiled together that that do feel heavy. And I feel like that's part part of just the moving process is the stages, not like how people would have stages of grief. It's stages of moving that you go through emotionally as you reestablish yourself in a new spot. And I have not yet been able to go out and make a ton of friends or do a ton of things because again, I've been waiting on all the contractors and there's been things at the house that we had to fix before we could go and be social and do other things. Like there was just things that we had that took time and had to be done. And there was obligations that I had previously made with brands that I had to complete that took up way more time than I anticipated at the beginning. So I have not been able to get out there as much as I want to. I did enroll to be in the farmer's market here. And so I'm really, really excited about that. I was supposed to go to it last week, but there was like it was rained out and I wasn't going to go stand out there in the rain. So um, we'll do that later. But another one of the things here that we like is that there is no state income tax. So that is amazing. And um, that was one of the things where Travis, when he when we were moving, he was like, I don't want to move to a state that has a state income tax. And this does not. And that is extremely beneficial. <laughs> also, the property taxes here are really low. Um, and because of the laws they have in Tennessee, they can only go up 1% per year. So no matter how much your property value rises, your taxes can only go up 1%. Um, so like here, right now in Tennessee, we have 120 acres. Our property taxes per year are $1,800. Now in Mead, we had our property there and it was a half an acre with our house in Mead, which is one of the more expensive school districts on the east side of the state. And our property taxes were $6,500 for a half an acre versus $1,800 for our 120 acres here. So there is a huge difference there. Um, now, one of the things that I think is kind of interesting as well is the food here seems to be a little bit more expensive. And so Travis is in um, retail and so he calls his buddies who work at the other store um, that he used to work at the Wandermere Fred Meyer and he talks to them and is like hey how much is this on your shelf and they'll say how much and Travis will be like oh mine's you know a buck fifty more or fifty cents more three dollars more so I don't really know why but the the food pricing here does seem more expensive someone explain that to me because it makes no sense in my mind. Um, and then some It's the, some of the foods here are shaped weird too. Like the butter here is long and skinny versus our with short fat little sticks over in Washington. And people were like, no, butter's the same everywhere. And it's, I can tell you, it's not. It's skinny and long here. It's really, really weird. So um, those are just kind of some of the differences. I feel like I went on a few little random tangents there about different things. But um, overall... Tennessee is a beautiful state and Travis and I we talk all the time when we drive and we love to take different little back roads because it's just you know you don't know what's around each corner and the history here of the state being almost a hundred years older than Washington state um there's so many old barns and old buildings and there's always um like 
monuments or uh, facts on the side of the road about the war that was here or the war that was here or the history is just very rich and so it's so fun to try to go new places and we really want to be able to establish ourselves here to where we can find some good friends and people that we trust and leave the farm with them for a few days and go exploring or even if it's a day they have something here called jellystone parks and so it's the same thing as like yogi bear we all grew up watching yogi bear right on the uh, morning saturday morning uh tv when your parents are still sleeping uh we watched me and my sister anyhow we love yogi bear and they have jellystone parks here they have one in memphis um and then they have another one that's a little bit further away on the other side of the state and that one looks a little bit nicer but they are so cool and you can go these places and then we have Dollywood there is and beautiful waterfalls there is so much and then if you go a little bit for I think six hours and you can get to beautiful ocean with um, white sand and blue beaches or blue water excuse me um, not very far away and then you can also go down and get to the top of Florida in about six to seven hours too and there's tons of resorts down there and so there's just so much accessible to us over here that we are so excited to just establish ourselves get things settled so we can explore and check some things out and um, get to know the state a little bit more and so as we spend a whole entire year here I'm sure there will be way more things for me to tell you as far as um, seasons and holidays and just living life in Tennessee we are still babies little newbies here and we've just had our head down so much getting our stuff done that we haven't really had a chance to look up and um, see too much besides the fact that you know garbage is free and we're excited about that and you don't have to pay to go to state park so <laughs> um you guys can tune back next week i have lots more to share and lots more to talk about so if you have any questions or if you have an idea for a podcast episode that i should do make sure to let me know over on my instagram it's aaron e-r-y-n underscore waylon w-h-a-l-e-n underscore online and i should talk right back and with that you guys i'll talk to you next week 